We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A video of J.K. Dobbins performing a drill at practice made the rounds Wednesday, and one reporter said Dobbins had a, quote, noticeable limp. Yeah, Sarah, and once Dobbins himself got his hands on that tweet you're referring to, he blasted the reporter for his remark. We'll have J.K.'s specific response and his week one status ahead. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, September 1st, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So the Ravens surprisingly released Tyree Phillips after a failed trade attempt and also made a number of other veteran roster moves while finalizing their initial 15-man practice squad. Plus, Ronnie Stanley restructured his contract, which opened up $6.3 million on the Ravens' salary cap. What will that new money be used on, and what does it tell us about Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations? We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So as the Ravens remain mum on running back J.K. Dobbins' status for week one, everyone is looking for even the slightest of clues about his progress returning from that ACL injury. And perhaps some read a little too far into the latest clue, Sarah, so catch us up to speed. Bobby, Limpgate is upon us. So let me sum this up. It started with Adam Koffler from rotoballer.com, which is a fantasy football website. He retweeted a seven-second video of Dobbins doing this sled punch drill during the beginning of practice Wednesday afternoon. And then he captioned it with, quote, J.K. Dobbins with a pretty noticeable limp after this drill. Well, as you can guess, Dobbins wasn't too happy with that description and replied back with, quote, do I have to walk like a robot? S-T-F-U, it ain't a limp. Yeah, I saw Dobbins' response too, Sarah, and it's clear to me that he is determined to come back with a vengeance. He's out for blood, as we've said in recent episodes. But what was your take on the video? Did he have a limp or no? Well, he looked perfectly fine during the drill, but he did have some sort of, I don't know, this unusual walk after it. So I guess I understand the observation, but... It could have been fatigue or just adjusting his pads. But here's why I believe Dobbins Bobby when he says it wasn't a limp. The knee that looked like, I guess, was limping in the video, that was his right knee. 
Bobby, Dobbins tore the ACL and had surgery on his left knee. So Limpgate is a giant nothing burger. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me as well. And honestly, Sarah, you can definitely see why players sometimes get fed up with speculation, especially when it's so off base where the injured body part isn't even correct. So good for JK and pushing back. But on to the more pressing issue. What is his status for week one? Yeah, well, John Harbaugh and the Ravens are still mum on that front, and rightfully so. They don't want to tip off the Jets. That being said, the Baltimore Suns' Jonas Schaefer has been watching Dobbins since his first return to practice on August 8th. And Schaefer said Wednesday that number 27 is looking, quote, increasingly comfortable doing explosive cuts. Now, many people speculated that the signing of running back Kenyon Drake, which we covered in Wednesday's episode here on The Vault, could be a sign that Dobbins isn't ready. You think there's any truth to that? I mean, there's probably some truth to it. Even if Dobbins is ready week one, he will be on a limited pitch count. But Drake also helps fill in for Gus Edwards, who will be out until probably midseason. And he helps with the other Ravens running backs who weren't especially impressive this preseason. And as a group, they were just averaging 3.2 yards per carry in the preseason. But let's give this to John Harbaugh. He was asked this exact question about signing Drake to help fill in with Dobbins. And here's what he had to say. I mean, J.K.'s look better every day. You know, you've, you guys, again, you saw him early in practice. He's, he looks better every day. He looks good. He's, uh, he's, his quickness is kind of back, you know, so I'm excited about where he's at. But by the other part of it, it's also good players are available. You know, and good players are available and, you know, we've been known to run the ball a little bit. So you get a running back out there that we feel like fits what we do. A talented guy that wanted to be here. We felt like it was a good move for us. And the Ravens, by the way, did make that signing official. Drake is officially a Raven and he was at practice Wednesday with the rest of the team. Well, however it all works out, it'll be interesting to see how this Dobbins, Drake, and Davis, or should we say Triple D backfield works once they get out on the field. But still to come here on the vault, the Ravens surprisingly cut guard Tyree Phillips and also put together their initial practice squad. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, as we mentioned in Tuesday's Morning Vault, the team's 53-man roster is referred to as the initial version for a reason. 
Tell us what moves were made on Wednesday. Yeah, Sarah, I mean, we knew there would be movement, but let's start with somewhat of a surprise move. I don't think either one of us saw this one coming. The Ravens released offensive lineman Tyree Phillips after reportedly attempting to trade their former third-round selection. That's according to The Athletic's Jeff Zarebeck. Phillips started 13 games over his two seasons in Baltimore, but the team just couldn't justify keeping 11 offensive linemen on the roster, especially given how much depth there is at guard. Yeah, that move definitely came as a surprise to me too, but Phillips just wasn't consistent or available enough. To be fair, part of that is because of injuries and part of that is due to the Ravens constantly moving him around in positions. But either way, it's not the best look for the Ravens draft track record to move on from a third round pick after just two years. But at the end of the day, he was outperformed by the other guards on the team who were also drafted in the last couple years. And John Harbaugh did say he still hopes to get Phillips back on the practice squad. Well, I mean, it's just part of the roster moves right now. Without getting too deep into all that, there's a lot of moving parts to all that. I'm, I'm still hopeful as a coach that we'll get him back, try to get him back to the practice squad. We'll see. may not happen, but that's what I'm hoping for. But, Bobby, what else took place on Wednesday? We didn't want to see him go, but we hear Tony Jefferson found himself a new home. Yeah, this one's bittersweet for Ravens country, I would imagine. Jefferson's reuniting with Baltimore's former defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, and joining the New York Giants practice squad. Now, Sarah, he sort of hinted that his time in Baltimore was coming to an end after last weekend's preseason game against Washington when he said this. Obviously, you know, I want to be a Raven, but I, I understand the technicalities that go with everything and all that. So uh, either way it goes, you know, I just was happy I was able to be be back here with, with my family, basically. So and if things don't work out, then, you know, Raven for life. Oh, man, just a class act through and through. And Sarah, I'd love to see him retire as a Raven when he's ready to hang it up. Yeah, me too. He just always looks perfect in that purple and black, no matter what happens from here. But we do hope he gets a chance to play meaningful football this year for Wink because here in Baltimore, TJ was just going to be behind a solid stacked group of safeties. Okay, back to roster moves made, though. Were there any handshake deals to speak of? Yeah, so veteran defensive end Brent Irvin, who of course is back for a second stint with Baltimore, was re-signed, which is exactly what we expected since you know the 31-year-old isn't subject to waivers at this point in his career. Basically, roster room was made for Urban and veteran running back Kenyon Drake by placing rookies David Ajabo and Charlie Kohler on injured reserve. Okay, got it. Now, what about Baltimore's practice squad? Can you run through the list that's now initially solidified for 2022? Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify too, none of the Ravens released on Tuesday were claimed off waivers, meaning those who were waived injured, such as guys like Dalen Hayes, Aaron Crawford, and even the preseason darling Shamar Bridges, all those guys reverted to injured reserve and could technically be activated later this season. So just wanted to clarify. But the list is as follows right now. Rookie running back Tyler Beatty, QB Anthony Brown, nose tackle Isaiah Mack, fullback Ben Mason, guard Khalil McKenzie, linebacker Stephen Means, who certainly could see some time up on the 53 at some point in 2022, outside linebacker Jeremiah Moon, defensive tackle Rayshad Nichols, wide receiver Makai Polk, cornerback Kevon Seymour, tackle David Sharp, wide receiver Benjamin Victor, DBR Darius Washington, wide receiver Raleigh Webb, and finally, 
cornerback Daryl Worley. And I should say there's one open spot as well. So be on the lookout for that. Well, kudos to the Ravens. There was a segment of fans who were complaining about cutting some of these young guys. But in the end, they passed through waivers and they made it back to Baltimore. So left tackle Ronnie Stanley restructured his contract. That's according to ESPN's Field Yates. The Ravens converted $8.5 million of Stanley's base salary into a signing bonus, which created about $6.3 million in cap space for this season. Sarah, of course, many are wondering if this restructure was done to get ready for a forthcoming signing, say at perhaps outside linebacker where we know this team is very thin. Right. Well, Bobby, I wouldn't rule that out, but I also wouldn't use this restructure as a definite sign that such a move is coming. There are a lot of other expenses coming up for the Ravens, which Brian McFarland, the super smart capologist over at Russell Street Report, he outlined yesterday these expenses that are coming up. Baltimore needed about $4 million to sign all their practice squad players, all 15 of them, and then they need almost another million to plan on practice squad elevations. Plus, there's another $1.5 million for various cap accounting details that I just won't get into. And Bobby, that doesn't even mention the $5 million that the Ravens will need as an injury slush fund for during the season. And they just signed Drake, too, so they simply didn't have enough money to cover all of that before the restructure. Sarah, we both know that fans typically get excited when a restructure occurs, but it sounds like you're saying not to get your hopes up in this specific situation. Yeah, and sorry to say this, but on top of that, there are some implications from this restructure that fans might not like either. Lay it on us. All right, well, there's first one positive implication. I'll give you that. This restructure is kicking money down the road to the Ravens' future salary caps. So if they thought Stanley's ankle injury was really going to threaten his career, as some fans are already worried about, it is doubtful that they would risk the already substantial amount of dead money by adding another $6 million to that. So to me, this is a sign that they feel that Ronnie will fully recover. Now, on the flip side... The negative implication has to do with Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations and whether the two sides can get a deal done before week one. Let me just quote McFarland on that. He says, quote, this move means that they, meaning the Ravens, they have given up hope of reaching a deal with Lamar since an extension for Lamar would have created this needed space and they would not have needed to restructure Stanley. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with Marcus Peters being asked if he learned anything about himself during his time away from football while recovering from his torn ACL last year. Nah, I had football taken away from me earlier in my life, you feel me? I couldn't play football in my 10th grade year, so you feel me? Football is just a game, man. It's something that I love to do, but just couldn't do it last year. Marcus, do you not even think about week one? Just whenever you sleep. Whenever my body tell me you're ready to go, we're going to go. What was your 10th grade injury? <laughs> I ain't get this. is my first injury ever in life, man. My injury was that my mama told me I couldn't play. <laughs> So yeah, man, you know, when mama say goes. What was your reason, Marcus? I was doing some things I wasn't supposed to be doing. 
And in other news, Josh Ross, this year's lone undrafted rookie to make Baltimore's 53-man roster out of Michigan, talked about the impact former Ravens linebacker Zach Orr is having on him as his inside backers coach. Coach Zach, man, he's just a great, great, great coach, great guy, great mentor. And it's funny because he kind of reminds me of uh, my, my older brother in a way, like an older brother figure. Um, you know, a guy that's literally done everything I I want I want to do, you know, and some um, with his career being an undrafted guy. Um, and I heard right before doing his interview in 2014, he had an interview right after he made the team in the podium. And, you know, just having having guys like that as your coach, you know, um, as a mentor, as a guy that can critique your game, as a guy that can, that can help you is literally the best thing you can ask for because it's a guy that's that's done what you want to do. So. Um, I love Coach Roy for sure. Elsewhere, John Harbaugh was asked about the lack of depth in his outside linebacker room, and he had this to say in response. Well, there's more guys you can play there than meets the eye on the depth chart. You know, Malik Harrison definitely, if you've, you've watched practice, he's been out there quite a bit. Uh, he can do that. Then other guys can play on the edge as well. So uh, linebackers go out there. Patrick Queen goes out there quite a bit in different fronts and different looks. And Calais even goes out there in some of our bigger looks. So we'll definitely have 11 guys, and there'll be somebody on the edge of the defense. If there's not, then we get, Then I'm going to be mad about that. And finally, for our Vault listeners on here who are also Oriole fans, this one's for you. Baltimore called up top prospect Gunnar Henderson on Wednesday, and in his second at-bat, the 21-year-old launched a home run that traveled 429 feet. The O's beat the Guardians 4-0, and Henderson was 2-4 for four in his debut. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens, Volts. We created our show to keep you plugged in to all things Ravens. So, hey, if you love our show, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. Yeah, that's all the time we've got in this episode, but we will be back Friday morning with the Ravens news you need to know. So come on back and start your day with us here on the Ravens Vault. Yeah.